0: Hello, and welcome to an all new episode of Close Talking Reflections. <laughs> a special series from the most popular poetry analysis podcast in the world. I am your co host, Jack Rossiter Mumley.
1: And I am your
0: non whispering co host, Connor McNamara Stratton. It's like that verse in Angie where Mick Jagger is like, Let me whisper in your ear. <laughs> And he gets away with it because he's Mick Jagger, but like none of the rest of us can because we're not Mick Jagger.
1: That was sort of the feeling I had, but I you know I hadn't made that specific connection, so I'm glad you you know brought all that out.
0: Indeed. Anyway, this is Close Talking Reflections, our mini-series to close out Poetry Month 2020. Uh, where we do these sort of quick little episodes on short poems that are particularly good springboards for reflection and meditation because we're all spending a lot of time reflecting and meditating whether we want to or not. And uh, poetry can be a really great vehicle to a positive version of reflection and meditation as opposed to, I don't know, brooding and uh, <laughs> and and dark thoughts.
1: Yes, it is... Um... It can be a very fine line. I am uh, well acquainted with the with good brood. We're starting with a good one,
0: um, and maybe we should just jump right in. Let's do it. Very quickly before that, as always, we really appreciate it. If you take a second and give us a rating and review over on the iTunes Store slash Apple Podcasts, it's a great way to help us boost on the algorithm and find more listeners. Um, today's poem is a really, really short one. I... You could say it's a haiku, it's got three lines. We did a whole series on haiku last year and you can figure out whether you care about syllable counting after you listen to that. And (laughs) then you can return to this episode and decide what you think about the haikuiness of this particular poem. But this is a poem by Ezra Pound that I came across because of an impulse purchase from last year's uh, AWP when there was a book of cat poems. And I'm a big old cat guy. And I couldn't resist it. So this is a, a quick little Ezra Pound poem. Mediterranean March. Black cat on the quince branch. Mousing blossoms.
1: That's a good one. That's one we could have done last year. It's a good, this is a good bridge. Yeah, I love this. I, I didn't know that this was discovered from your cat poem AWP purchase. I love that.
0: It's It's a book just called cat poems from new directions
1: i love new directions that's funny because another coincidence is the impulse buy that i made when we were both at awp was the haiku book that i then relied on extensively during our haiku week last april
0: it's all connected
1: it is all all
0: connected but yeah i really love this poem Not just because cats are mentioned, (laughs) though that does have something to do with it, but I like the scene that is described because it is one that is both, to me, when I visualize it and I try to immerse myself in it, it is both very uh, calming and restful, but at the same time contains a lot of action. And I like that dichotomy And I like that it is captured in such an economy of space that it is such a complex scene that comes together. So uh, succinctly.
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's like, yeah. And we, um, so I had to look up quince to be honest. Um, I first was like thinking about quince, which is a Spanish number. So it was not that, Um, but it's like a kind of pair and it's i think yellowish um at any rate we have like a cat that's on a branch of a pear tree um and is mousing blossoms which yeah is there's a lot there but in the the kind of most literal action is is the cat is sort of eating or like nipping at the blossoms on the pear tree but in a way that like you know, looks like the way a cat might catch a mouse kind of thing was what I was reading into it.
0: Definitely. And I love that description so much, both because it's just a great creative use of language, but because the term mousing then can encompass so many different actions that the cat is doing, it makes, it draws the scene out it makes it a longer scene because you can imagine the cat doing a lot of different things. You can see it hunker down and stare at a blossom that's moving in the breeze and then pounce on it and then swat at it and then bite (laughs) it. Like you can really mousing blossoms, turns it into this whole long activity that you can see this cat taking part in that just goes beyond the bounds of the poem. Um, And I I really love that because it would be so easy to say, you know, catching blossoms, swatting blossoms, nipping blossoms, you know catching blossoms whatever but mousing (laughs) yeah no and it's
1: it's great too because the verb even like the verb like when it's not used when it's used sort of in its most basic context is also very interesting like to mouse because it's like um it's almost like to Google or something where like the thing that is uh the ob you know the direct object has become the the verb or whatever um so like the cat mouse is is just like very yeah it's just interesting and um it's so cool like yeah I'll, everything you said about it is great, and i it was making me just think you know um like also the fact that it's like mousing like the the ing word kind of a lot of times actually i don't know i f- i feel like the the poetry 101 or like composition 101 really is like don't use gerunds or like your ing words cuz it's like not as active and like packs less of a punch kind of thing but here it's like mousing blossoms is this kind of in the same way that it's like a more expansive action that sort of like encompasses a lot more of what the cat might be doing it also like stretches it out to like you know more of like it could be doing it for who knows how long it's like it's it's less of like a a singular moment and more like a kind of stretched out image um kind of thing and it's like this is maybe like too nerdy but it's just funny it's like mouse as the verb which is like from the noun then becomes mousing which is like the nounifying of the verb that was nounifying or something uh and i like that a lot Um, almost like
0: the language is being uh as agile as a cat in its movements. <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: And it's just mousing blossoms. So one thing about this week that I was kind of thinking about, like just, I don't know what kinds of, um, you know, what, what kinds of like ways of thinking about poems or approaching poems might be like, especially interesting or thoughtful or whatever uh during you know for this for this week and you know we focus a lot on sound obviously because you know we got because we got poems and we're a podcast and so we've got the audio medium but um I was also thinking of like the joy that I have when I'm reading a poem out loud and like the saying of words that are like so full of good sounds and stuff and like mousing blossom is, is just like so nice to say because you've got the like it's like a sandwich of m's um and then we have like the middle it's like filled with the s you know uh the mouse and the bloss uh and then we have different kinds of. Um, oh sounds like we have the ow for the mouse and then the ah uh, and the um for the blossom. Um and we have like mousing blossoms and then it's just like um I don't know. I mean you might be in a place right now where there's other people, but if you take a moment to say mousing blossoms out loud, I think um I don't know, it's just like a visceral pleasure that I get. Um and it also evokes just, you know, this whole dynamic kind of scene that we've been talking about.
0: I completely agree. It's just so nice to say. And it just feels like it feels both round and flowing because there's the, the warm M sounds, which are also the sounds like you talked about uh, that line being an M sandwich and the poem kind of becomes an M sandwich because it starts with Mediterranean March and ends with mousing blossoms. Uh, it just has that sort of like warm uh, <laughs> feeling. And, and yeah. like any good sandwich, you're saying mm, the whole time. Exactly. Uh, boom. <laughs> boom. Analysis. Uh, but, <laughs> but it's also just like, the S's give it that sense of movement and flow. Um, And I sort of have, as I was saying, I have sort of a similar feeling about that first line because Mediterranean March can go a lot of different places. You can either picture yourself in the Mediterranean or it's just a cool way to say that the march that is being experienced wherever this scene is taking place reminds the speaker of the Mediterranean. So kind of no matter what, you're in this like, Sun bathed It's a warm March day. Uh, John Mulaney has some choice comments on March that will point to how special a Mediterranean March day might be. March, if winter had spring, March. But because it's introduced that way, and then you have a black cat, and you know that black is going to retain heat, so you can almost feel the warmth of the cat's fur if it comes over to you after it's done mousing. You know, you just really the the depth of what's going on to create this scene on every single level. And and that happens a lot. And we've talked about this on some other episodes about short poems, but when you have few words to be, to be so conscious of that economy of language and to, to use it so efficiently and so well is just like really impressive when it's done. Just <laughs> every word is doing like three or four different things.
1: No, you're so right though. And like, also, yeah, especially that line, um, like Mousing Blossoms sonically stuck out to me first, but then as I was returning to the poem, it's actually like um, that middle line, black cat on the quince branch, has like is almost the opposite in
0: certain ways. And that's where all the sort of sharp sounds come in black right. cat, quince branch
1: yeah um, <laughs> yeah lots of as if you're uh from chicago it's it's great for you um and yeah there's the sounds in black and cat and quince yeah and it, it reminds me actually there's this great poem uh, by galway Kinnell uh called blackberry picking and he's it's just like a sonnet about how he loves to eat blackberries, basically. But there's this part where um, he's like, you know, like, as I'm standing among the blackberries, the ripest berries fall almost unbidden to my tongue as words sometimes do. Certain peculiar words like strengths and squinched, many lettered, one-syllabled lumps which I squeeze, squinch open, and splurge well um, in the silent, startled, icy black language of blackberry eating in late September. Um, Which is so good and amazing. And also, yeah, anyway, like quince and branch and like those are those kinds of one-syllabled words that he's talking about that are like, they've got a lot of meat to them, but they're like very short. Um, And it really like black cat on the quince branch and then it just like mousing blossoms, just it's like a total tonal shift. But there is also so much joining everything together. You know, the march and the branch have a kind of ch rhyme going on almost yeah, as you were saying, the M's of Mediterranean March kind of return. Um, and it's it's just, yeah, it's so delightful. It's It's one of those things where it's doing two things that I love so much about poems, which is the poem itself is like so full of rich, complex language texture that it's like wonderful to just carry around for itself almost. But then also the image is so vivid and like kind of weird Um, in, in a similar, not quite as weird as our watermelon green Buddha eating Buddha smiles, weird. But like, you know, having a cat mousing the blossoms is like a kind of defamiliarizing way of looking at the scene that it also sort of like refreshes how i am you know thinking about or like you know seeing the world um and yeah it's uh yeah it's a it's a great one
0: yeah i totally agree especially that mousing just throws a little a little another spin on things towards the end because really the only other word that could go there that would in any way inhabit that space similarly is hunting and that's just such a, a reductive way of saying what's actually going on this opens up so many more possibilities and it's so much gentler mm-hmm. um, i really i really like that yeah should we uh read it again let's do it mediterranean march Black Cat on the Quince Branch, Mousing Blossoms. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This is co-host Jack Rossner munley Just reminding you that there are a ton of ways that you can get in touch with us, and we love to hear from you. It's always great to know if you have a different reading of this poem or any of the other poems we've covered, or if there are any poems you wish we would cover in the future. You can send us an email at closetalkingpoetry@gmail.com. at gmail.com or the show and Connor and myself are all on Twitter. That's another great way to connect. I am at Jack Rossiter Munn. Connor is at Connor M. Stratton. And the show is at Close Talking. You can also find us on Instagram at Close Talking Poetry or on Facebook at facebook.com slash close talking. See you next time.